It's time to play the show. The bell has rung, and that big show might be over. But it's time for us to bring wrestling information you can enjoy with the match predictions, analysis, the ups and downs of professional wrestling, all reaction, some beverage drinking to bring you logic on tap with your good brothers. It's time for you to look into the eyes of Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder on Beer, Blues, and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, a podcast that's the main reason why Brock Lesnar broke out of his pod in the 2022 Elimination Chamber match. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Well, Howard Blues, let me just tell you something right here there, brother, and that is that I have successfully made it through another Elimination Chamber premium live event. That's a, that's a, that's a feat. That's it's, a... An, it's an achievement at this point, and we'll get into that as we discuss the whole uh, show here uh, throughout uh, the next little bit of time. But... Uh, do want to share that it was a show it was live it had some ups it had some downs and stand by for the full review got to throw out right away as you're joining us thank you for joining us make sure you subscribe hit the like button there for us to get us in front of a couple more people appreciate that Otherwise, go to beerbluesbs.com, our website and home in cyberspace. That's our links to where you can find our links and your link to our show everywhere, including Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, etc., etc. We're on all the audio services, so make sure you subscribe if you have an account there. We're on YouTube for the video version, so please subscribe for free there. And like I said, Facebook and Instagram, make sure you like our page and uh, like and share our posts. We would appreciate all of that. So here we are, another wrestling review, this time from WWE and their premium live event, Elimination Chamber. And uh, tonight, the first time since 1997 that wwe has had a pay-per-view or premium live event in montreal quebec canada they spe specifically brought that up so it hasn't been 17 years since we've done one of these it may seem like it's been forever but you know what we're here to do another wrestling review so a couple things about our show first of all we have to have a beverage. Second of all, we talk about the beverage. It's our What's on Tap, a fan favorite section of the show. So please join in, grab a cold beverage of your own, and join us for this Elimination Chamber event. Shut up, Saxton. All right. The way that this thing goes, we've got a friendly competition that we do throughout uh, all of these premium live events and pay-per-views i've been watching them lately i describe them to howard blues 
before the show has aired, I lock in my picks. They're recorded, sent digitally over to Howard Blues, so he has them on record proof that they were created before the event begins. Howard has stayed away from everything and anything related to this or any other wrestling show, so there are no spoilers, no outside interference. That way, we know only when the DraftKings screwy finish of the night happens. It is because it happened during the match. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and for those who wonder, what does Howard do uh, to make sure that he doesn't get any spoilers? Well, I stay off all the social media. I don't go on Facebook. I don't watch anything on YouTube because uh, it's too easy. Too easy in these days for people to have already posted stuff up that says, hey, you won't believe who won. Or, hey, we now know who's going to WrestleMania. That stuff's everywhere. So uh, this evening, Kidder, just because, you know, Philly and what, I, what I've been doing, I was sitting here watching the classic anime One Piece while maybe drinking a Jack and Coke. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was doing. And assembling models because, you know, that's the geeky stuff I'm into and uh, have yet to glue my fingers to anything, so... Good night. Good night so far. Good night. Now that we're together, we have the rules and the lines drawn. An evolution of things like a line in the sand. We should get down to business because tonight it is time for the chamber. So, Howard, are you ready for the chamber? Uh, I will once I crack into my beverage. Because All right. I have a feeling I'm going to need to, to drink more than I've already been drinking to get through correct. this. Yes, you are absolutely correct, because we are now on the road to WrestleMania. And a premium live event that has no bearing over the road to WrestleMania, except for one match. So, <clears throat> off we go. What do you have to drink? Uh, well, Kidder, uh, nothing fancy, nothing... Uh too out of the ordinary just a very very classy uh premium american lager that's right uh i'm bringing back the green belt man bringing back the green belt i truthfully i i'm down to like my last three of these and uh otherwise gosh the beer fridge is kind of empty i might have to on monday make a uh, president's day beer run but that's uh that's a good enough uh that's a good enough logger to get me through tonight. Well, go what ahead. Uh, what are you partaking of there, Kidder? What are you going to use to uh, dull the pain of elimination chamber? And I, the, the reason I'm laughing so hard because you're like, "What are you going to drink?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm getting <laughs> it's getting cleaned out, so I'm going to have to also make a stop." at the old store um really i have one other beer in there and it is also a new belgium brewing company beverage and i want to save it because it is a mountain time and those things are on the endangered species list so let's be honest i'll go instead with uh, the beer that i had just a couple weeks ago the 1554 from new belgium this is part of their Belgian collection. 
six percent alcohol by volume 12 fluid ounces it's enlightened dark ale brewed with spice surprisingly bright taste with a dry chocolatey finish it is from the new belgium brewing company for collins colorado and Asheville, north carolina government warning so go ahead drop that into the yeti fighting sue yeti and off we go so tonight we have five matches on the card again this show did not feature any matches on the kickoff show which good bad or indifferent this show did not have to go more than three hours we'll get into that so right away off the top of the show the open it was okay i say it was okay there were some graphics like you're seeing behind me here with the three-dimensional chamber and they made it a frozen theme because they're in montreal and obviously it must be super cold in canada because you know it's frozen over thankfully the elimination chamber was not repainted white or black uh red or blue or anything it is still black so there there's also that the theme for this year's elimination chamber is a new song from skillet called psycho in my head so wwe continuing to partner with skillet and rock music thankfully a lot better than most of their other themes lately and there's a good look at the logo the elimination chamber you know i I like the stylization that they have going on with the text for elimination chamber the unfortunate thing is i don't think this needs to be a pay-per-view or premium live event anymore so off we go right away Elimination Chamber match with the ladies of WWE. This is uh, for the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 39. So aside from just winning this match, you end up getting the title shot against Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. We'll get to the men's Elimination Chamber match later on in the show. This match features Liv Morgan, Asuka, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, and Carmella. Howard Blues, your pick. Well, uh, Kidder, I I what it was kind of regretful that at the Royal Rumble I did not stick by my go-to pick of Asuka. Because you know I, I'm a big Asuka fan. And here, you know, she came out kind of with the new-ish gimmick, you know, the 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 new alter ego. She ends up being in the last three. So I I have a feeling that they're gonna push her. I'm going Asuka to to win this and get back to cheering the Empress of Tomorrow like I should. Hmm. So that's my that's my pick. All right. 
my pick locked in is Liv Morgan. This match was 19 minutes and 30 seconds. Thankfully, not terribly long. So, as one may or may not know, the Elimination Chamber match features four pods within the chamber. Those wrestlers enter the arena first and are locked into their pods. Followed by the final two wrestlers who enter the ring and start the match. After a certain amount of time, which we know that uh, the Royal Rumble, 90 seconds is not 90 seconds anymore, etc., etc. They're basically uh, let out after a certain period of time. And there's a whole top view camera and the lights flash and the pods light up. And then it is like a lottery system, like Wheel of Fortune or some other game show. And then lands on one of the pods. The doors open and the wrestler is released into the chamber match. So the uh, first two in the match end up being Natalia and Liv Morgan. Not a bad start to it. Uh, and I was a fan of this being very short because there was enough action to not focus on a lot of the bad wrestling that could come out of it. I do have to say this match was a lot better than the Royal Rumble match very disappointed in the match if you want to know that reaction and review we have the royal rumble video review uh, in our list just go back a few episodes and you can take a look at that so there was some whipping off the cage back and forth now uh, raquel rodriguez was the first to be released from the pod then Nikki Cross, and uh, as we continue through this whole match, there was a lot of back and forth and a little hesitation as well, which it's just one of those one of those things. Like, are you in the match or are you not in the match? Right get to the action so there were a, a cool couple cool spots where nikki cross climbed up on top of it and then jumped off of carmella's pod onto other uh, competitors uh, and that was well carmella was still inside the pod she was uh, next to be released and join the uh, the show now shortly after carmela tried to get away but raquel rodriguez grabbed nikki cross and slammed her through the side of one of the pods so the first eliminated was nikki cross as we continue uh oscar joined the match started beating up carmela and she was doing her best taking over the match. 
Now, at, at one point, Carmella hit Liv Morgan, and Natalia put Liv Morgan in the sharpshooter. Oscar came over and put Liv Morgan into another submission. Well, uh, Natalia had her in the sharpshooter and made Liv Morgan pass out with a creepy smile on her face and then was eliminated. Then uh, Natalia was eliminated by Carmella. And then Asuka and Carmella started beating up Raquel Rodriguez. The two of them double teamed her and eliminated Raquel Rodriguez. Leaving, yes, Carmella and Asuka as your final two. Uh, some more punches and moves back and forth. Well, there there was uh, the moves, like I said, that were traded, and Carmella got knocked down. Asuka put her into submission, making Carmella scream a tap out because she had no limbs to actually tap, making Asuka the winner to go to WrestleMania 39 to face Bianca Belair. 19 minutes, 30 seconds. It was okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Asuka's going back to uh, kind of headlining a little bit, being in that picture. I've always thought she's talented. I also thought that she was great. And I also feel like she hasn't always gotten the best treatment on the main roster. You know, she went from that amazing run in NXT where she was undefeated until so she just gave up the championship and moved to the main roster, was the first, you know, winner of the Women's Royal Rumble. You know, but then it's like the shine wore off and she just kind of faded a little bit. So I, I'm, I'm glad to see her in the picture. It'll be good. Be good. Yeah. Other notes, of course, being in Montreal, Natalia got a huge ovation when she entered. And rightfully so. Next up on the list, between that match and the next match, video packages and promos. A good five plus minutes of them. Next match on the card. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. And my pick here, Brock Lesnar. Huh. A little surprising. This is the second match on the card. But I, I'm going to have to agree and uh, and say it's got to be Brock. I, I, I can't imagine that you're having Bobby beat Brock. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to go with Lesnar. All right. Lashley. Enters first, followed by Brock Lesnar. Also being announced from Minneapolis, Minnesota, even though mostly living in Saskatchewan. This match was four minutes, 45 seconds. Uh, I also oh. predicted that there were seven suplexes. Mm. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to go with five. All right. I think with it being a short match, I think he's going to just hit a bunch of suplexes, like just a few of them, and then it's it's going to be done. So mm-hmm. that that's why. Well, I should have asked it before I said the a length of the match, but that's how it goes. So they start off right away, and this is actually the third singles match between Lesnar and Lashley. Now. <clears throat> Suplex City right right away. There's one. Get Lashley outside of the ring. And then back into the ring. Lashley spears Lesnar. And then gets him up. And Lashley spears Lesnar again. But then Lesnar gets up. Hits an F5 on Lashley. And then picks him up. And then hits another F5. Two count. Picks him up again to try and F5 him. But another spear. With Lashley. And at this point, Lashley puts the hurt lock. Lesnar can't get out. And Lesnar donkey kicks Lashley, which really in the replays appeared to be his leg, but they called it a low blow. Ding, 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 ding. Lashley picks up the victory by disqualification. So Lesnar was pissed. He grabs the the ref. F5s the ref. Grabs Lashley. F5s Lashley. And then Lesnar pulls Lashley out. F5s him through the announce table and then goes back in, grabs the ref again, pulls him out, F5s him onto the announce desk too that's already destroyed. And there you go. <laughs> so how many uh, how many suplexes was that? One. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. That... Uh... I wonder this was second on the card. Yep. Wonderful. All right. So we're uh, we're going at breakneck speed with this, Kidder. I mean, we're already two matches down. I mean, this is just flying by. How the hell did this show last this long? (laughs) Uh, The promos. And the fact I took a nap a couple times during the show. Uh, That's how I got through it. So after that, yes, another promo, a video package again. And then they show MMA legend uh, Georges St-Pierre and Ariel Helwani. And then another video package and commercial. Really stretching. You know, could have just done without the video packages and and most of the commercials and been done within three hours. Just just saying. Would have been great. Next on the list, number three, a mixed tag team match. It is the Grit Couple, Edge and Beth Phoenix, WWE Hall of Famers. 
versus the Judgment Day, specifically Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley with Dominic Mysterio. So my pick uh, for this one, because of how they've been playing this back and forth, was Judgment Day. Hmm. Hmm. Um, that's uh, probably a good pick, being that, you know, Judgment Day can cheat and such. Um, but you know what, Kidder? Uh, it's not interesting if we just keep agreeing. So I'll take Edge and Beth Phoenix just to be different, just to make this interesting. All right. So here we go. <clears throat> As we start this uh, match off, 13 minutes, 50 seconds. First of all, the men started off, Edge and Balor. So nice back and forth. I did like the intensity in this match, uh, not only between uh, the men, but also between Beth Phoenix and Rhea Ripley. There were also, of course... Some shenanigans throughout the match because, I mean, uh, why not, right? So, uh, Balor throwing off the ropes a few times. Beth Phoenix actually attacked Finn Balor. With both women in the ring, they tried to outpower the other, and I thought this was kind of silly because both of them were basically clotheslining each other and no-selling it just blapping each other for a good 30 seconds. Eh. Rhea went over to Dominic and he gave her some advice with the old whisper in the ear. So uh, Rhea Ripley attempted to put Beth Phoenix in a riptide, but Beth Phoenix countered. Big clothesline there. And at this point, Dominic was forced to run because he distracted Beth Phoenix. And then Edge got down and chased him. And while chasing him, gave a massive clothesline to Finn Balor, chased him all the way up the ramp. Unfortunately, he didn't stay gone because he just weaseled his way back out to massive boos of the crowd, including chants of F.U. Dominic. So at this point, Rhea was getting the upper hand on Beth Phoenix, which again, eh, because we all know how powerful the glam the glamorella is. And I didn't like seeing her uh, manhandled by Rhea Ripley, but Beth was able to escape, landed some big chops and a gorgeous superplex edge got the tag came in cleaned house went for the sharpshooter beth phoenix speared rhea ripley and they both locked in the sharpshooter in the middle of the ring dominic at this point distracted the referee and while he was distracting the ref threw in a pair of brass knuckles rhea ripley punched Edge in the face with the brass knuckles, went for the two count, 
and a huge botch on the ref because Beth Phoenix wasn't uh, in place fast enough, and it was a two count. <clears throat> so they started fighting back and forth again. The crowd kind of lost interest. They uh, did a, what's called a Tower of Doom power bomb, which was um, all right. At this point, Rhea Ripley went for a chair and uh, tried to hit the chair shot, uh, you know, with the steps to uh, kind of like we, we talked about before when Edge was in the the match, uh, uh, the I quit match. Uh, a same sort of setup where Rhea was going to smash Beth Phoenix with a chair. Well, she was able to escape, grab Rhea Ripley, and did the glam slam on the mat. It looked all right. Edge hit the edge execution and then uh, did a suicide dive onto Dominic. And then tried to spear, but was uh, blocked at first. Got back into the ring. Hit a spear on Finn Balor. And then Beth Phoenix and Edge hit the Shatter Machine, which you may recognize or know better as the Big Rig. And a one, two, and three. Edge picks up the pinfall over... Finn Balor with the win there after 13 minutes, 50 seconds. Huh. Uh, Kinder, I got to ask, because it sounds like there was some screwiness in this match. Uh, is this our DraftKings screwy finish of the night? No, we must hold the graphic. Oh, all right. Oh. We, we must hold it push that back down um uh, yeah this sounds like it was an okay match um meh meh um mm -hmm. a little surprised that they're having them you know edge and bath who are kind of part-timers beating the judgment day who are kind of a a very strong heel faction Mostly to the atomic heat that Dominic is bringing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, truthfully, Kidder, I, 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 I am serious. I was going to go Judgment Day just because it's like, why do, why do you, you beat these guys? And I literally, I mean, well, hey, you, people, you saw it. I chose to be different. I, I, I was expecting to lose a point. Mm -hmm. I was expecting the game to be tied. This yeah. is um, no tie here. No. No. Yeah, this is not sounding like a great pay-per-view, Kidder. Nope. I was not impressed with this. And mostly I kept asking myself, why was this not just an episode of SmackDown? I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad for Asuka. That, that so far is probably like the one happy note for me. But yeah, this is kind of seeming pretty weak for a pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. oh, that, that's, yeah, that's why it's the premium live event. And guess what? Now that we're done with the match, we got more promos and commercials. Stupid. 
I hate it. Uh, they did end up sharing the first of the Hollywood parody videos, though. And it is uh, a scene or a compilation of scenes of Joker. And Seth Rollins is the Joker. And then Becky Lynch comes in toward the end as the man. It was all right. Hmm. That's available on their social media if you want to go find it. Next on the list, it's time for the men's Elimination Chamber match. And this is for the WWE United States Championship. Champion Austin Theory facing... Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, which is why he was not ringside at the previous match, and one half of the Street Profits bringing the smoke, Montez Ford. I picked Austin Theory to retain. I mean, that's a pretty safe pick. That, that that would be a pretty safe pick. Uh, I'm not going to go with a pretty safe pick. Uh, I'm going to go with a favorite of mine, somebody who they have not done a lot with, and I think they should do more. I'm going with Johnny Gargano. Wow. Yeah. He's busy Mr. Johnny with Miz. <laughs> and uh, uh, what's his name? The uh, serial killer guy. <laughs> oh, Tommaso Ciampa? No, oh. no, he he he's been gone oh. for a while. Uh, Dexter one. Loomis, yeah, that guy. Yep. Yeah, I just I I've always liked Gargano I, since I saw him in NXT. I liked him partnered with Tommaso Ciampa a lot. I I just yeah, mm -hmm. it'd be nice to see them do something with him. So, right. Yeah. Well, they're doing something. He's in the match. His first yeah. Elimination Chamber match. And this match was 31 minutes, 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. Uh, first out. Well, let me see. Yes. If, if, uh, if I can figure it out. Because the, the way that they have these is very, very bizarre in the listing of one, two, three, four, five. So, the two to start the match, Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, leaving in the pods as you're keeping track in the home game, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, uh, 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 Montez Ford. And Austin Theory. There's your four in the uh, the cages. I fell asleep during this, and I'm falling asleep partially uh, as I'm trying to describe it. <laughs> so that's that's why I'm like, did did this happen? Yes, I think it actually did. Okay, so right away, Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, going after each other. Spear to Seth Rollins, 
hard under the floor. And uh, Austin Theory came out and uh, continued the match here. So he was the number th- number three person to be in the match. Okay. So immediately went toward Rollins, but then attacked Johnny Gargano as well. The two of them ended up locking a pod to keep Theory inside. Damian Priest was the next to enter the match, came in, cleaned house because they're building him up as a tough guy. Uh, Theory at this point was able to weasel out and got destroyed by everybody. Uh, After, you know, some big spot moves, Damian Priest was uh, the final one standing until Bronson Reed entering the match. And then he started manhandling Seth Rollins and Johnny Gargano. He and Priest started exchanging, you know, about, and Reed ended up splashing Priest into the pod, but it did not break. So the question becomes, is Raquel Rodriguez that much more powerful than Bronson Reed? Because the women broke the pod, but the men were not able to. Did they just reinforce it? Did they forget to take the pins out? We have questions. This point, Montez Ford, last person to enter the match, enters the match. And it's six people against each other. They're all going at it. Montez Ford did quite a bit of action. And so very impressed with his performance with with the this match. So at this point, everybody tries to take down Reed because, you know, he's the stereotypical big guy in the match. Well, they're all trying to take him out, but he's not falling down. So Montez Ford climbs up the side of the cage and then climbs up into the top portion of the cage hangs upside down to make sure he's in the right spot and then pulls a Spider-Man on top of the other five. Bam! Takes them all out. That was kind of cool. Aside from the reference to Spider-Man. So everybody started teaming up on Reed some more. Seth Rollins hit the the curb stomp. Sorry, just the stomp. They don't call it curb stomp anymore. Uh, Montez Ford hit a frog splash. Reed first to be eliminated. Then Rollins, Gargano, Priest, and Theory all climbed up the cage. Rollins and Gargano are on top of a pod, and we're just chilling there for a minute. And then Seth Rollins looks over, wham! <laughs> oh, they're they're taking some time. Wham! Nope, nope, they're not. So Rollins and Gargano are on top of the pod. Rollins tries to go for a power bomb, like a huge power bomb, but Gargano counters it, turns it into a hurricane rana from the top of the pod. Looks awesome. Then Priest hit the razor's edge 
gets an elimination on Johnny Gargano. Out. Montez Fords hits the blockbuster, and Rollins eliminates Damian Priest. So now, here we are. Seth Rollins, Montez Ford exchanging. Ford goes for uh, some crazy moves once again. Tries the frog splash onto Theory. Theory counters, gets the legs up. Rollins hits a stomp. Ford eliminated, leaving Seth freaking Rollins. And yes, a town down. So Ford at this point needs medical attention. The cage opens up. Rollins grabs Theory, hits a pedigree, and suddenly, out of nowhere, Logan Paul enters the match with the open door and blasts Seth Rollins with a buckshot lariat. I uh, didn't know that we were watching AEW, but apparently Hangman was there, a la uh, Logan Paul. So then Logan Paul hits a stomp on Rollins, laughs, points, etc., goes back, and they close the door. Theory lands the A-Town down and gets the 1-2-3 for the pin, retaining the United States Championship. Overall, uh, 31 minutes, 30 seconds was quite a long time for that. But Montez Ford was uh, really the MVP of this match. I. It doesn't sound like a terrible elimination chamber um i don't know that it's the best elimination chamber mm -hmm. um but hey logan paul coming in interfering unexpected hitter screwy finish of the night remember we have a main event coming up I know. I'm just, you know, don't want to miss it. You know, it, it's, it's oh, we'll all get these, it. all these screwy finishes that we've had. It's, you know, we're going to have to change it. Screwy finish of the match. <laughs> Actually, we're going to have to change it to the DraftKings clean finish of the night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably more realistic. So let's, let's hold the graphic. Let's hold it. One more match. Now, if you're if you're playing the home game, here's the time so far. 19 minutes, 30 seconds. 4 minutes, 45 seconds. 13 minutes, 50 seconds. And 31.30. So, Howard, doing some quick math. Very quick and dirty math. I mean, we're at basically an hour and change of time. Quick yeah, and dirty hour and hour and change of of match time. Okay, so we have one match left, and at this point in the real time of what time it actually was, it's about nine thirty in the central time zone. Wait, 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 wait! It was nine. Yeah. Yeah. So you do all the match times, like calculate those. That's an hour and change total. But suddenly we are two and a half hours in. That's how much filler is in this show. 
Well, I was just about to say, you texted me when the main event began, Kidder, and it began at 9.41. Yeah, yeah. So if you're telling me that it's so. 9.30 at the end of the, uh, God, it was like 15 minutes of filler? Yeah. Oh. Now now you understand why I'm I'm hating this show more and more, because hour and change total of actual wrestling time, or at least bell-to-bell -bell time, but that started at 7 p.m. Central. And the main event didn't start until 9.40. That's two hours and 40 minutes. So there's a whole hour of promo time. I, yeah, I, I wish, not that I need a bunch more matches, but you can't tell me that you don't have other stuff that you could be doing to, progress story you know or to have a match or two you know or yep no backstage interviews no backstage vignettes no extra pieces like even here on the kickoff show because this whole hour is worthless because there's nothing that happens on the kickoff show so this is worthless this is the problem with doing something every five to six weeks and I mean, it's better because it was every three to four weeks for a while, but this is ridiculous. I mean, had I paid to be there at this show with the other 17 and a half thousand people? I mean, the next match, we'll, we'll get to that, but this is, this is terrible. I mean, there's something about self-promotion, but when you get to the point where it's filler like just cut back well i mean and that's just uh, let me ask it here because i i don't know um is there another uh pay-per-view scheduled before mania or you know nope. no more live premium events this is the final stop officially on the road to wrestlemania okay before I two just... nights of wrestlemania I, I was just curious about that because, you know, um, I, usually this is... lane again? <laughs> no, I don't want fast lane again. It's just, it's feeling like, you know, fast lane. You know, like just the quality is... Oh, yeah. That kind of, kind yeah. of fast lane, we can't be bothered, you know, we're, we have to do a pay-per-view... We're not necessarily going to give you the best story because we can't advance this or that. It's, yep, yeah. That's this is uh, just listening to it. It's like this is what this feels like. This feels like this is fast lane. Yeah, I'm I'm dragging this out almost as much as what they did with the whole show tonight. <laughs> so we might as well uh, get on with it. It's it's time for the main event. And that would be the singles match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Montreal's own Sami Zayn. I pick Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, Kidder, that's a good pick. That's a safe pick. I'm going to say something screwy happens. Uh, and I'm going to actually go with Zayn. 
I'm, you know, I'm going with the whole idea of like Reigns gets the DQ, so Zayn gets the win. Technically, Reigns gets to keep the belt, but Sammy gets to go over like the hero of the night since it's in his hometown, mm-hmm. which is totally against how WWE to- normally books uh, people in their hometowns. Hmm. So yeah. I'm I'm going out on a limb, but that was uh, yeah. I, that. That was what I kind of figured I was going to do uh, back when I was thinking about what picks I was going to make. Great. Well, welcome to the limb. <clears throat> this match was 32 minutes, 20 seconds. And it is a Roman Reigns match. So this was absolutely boring. So I suppose we should get it over with. All right. 32 minutes, 20 seconds, going to not take that long to describe this whole match. First of all, Roman Reigns made his entrance first with only Paul Heyman. So, yes, the champ out first. Then Sami Zayn's music hits, and he's back to the original Sami Zayn, Haluva, whoa, 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 whatever uh, you want to call the, the song. So he's back to his other music that he used to use. But he did not have the racing pants on with the checkered oh. flag. Uh, what was cool about it, the entire crowd was electric. Absolutely uh, out of their minds behind Sami Zayn. Singing his theme song as he came out, almost louder than the music itself. And then got into the ring. They announced both of them, Sami Zayn, getting a huge pop, everybody going nuts, and constant chanting of F.U. Roman. Uh, It was really between the oh, 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 and the... Uh, let's go Sammy and F you Roman. Also, uh, pop because Sammy Zane's wife was ringside. And what else can I say? Um, not a huge fan of how they have the announcers screaming the announcement of the wrestlers now. It bothers me that the, ah, yeah yeah. I'm like, you don't have to. Ah. You can announce somebody. Like, ladies and gentlemen, here is Sammy Zane. Ah. Don't like it. All right. The ring bell sounds, and here they are. Almost five minutes go by, and they're still standing in the ring staring at each other with the crowd screaming and chanting F.U. Roman. Another reason why I hate Roman Reigns matches. So, finally, after all of the snooze, Reigns goes after Sami Zayn. Zayn puts Roman in a headlock. Reigns powers out. He's establishing dominance. But Zayn takes Reigns out of the ring. 
dives to the outside on top of him with the suicide dive. And Zane's unloading on Reigns, landing the elbow, gets a one count. The right, a huge right by Reigns, drops Zane, gets the drive by on the outside. Zane's struggling at this point. And then Reigns goes out and starts yelling at the crowd and taunting Sami Zayn's wife. <clears throat> so Sami Zayn tries to fight back, but uh, Roman clotheslines him. And then uh, Sami gets a little bit of power, takes Reigns down on the outside, starts beating up Reigns in front of his wife, and then kisses his wife after. Throws Reigns back in. And Zayn ended up landing a sunset flip power bomb, gets a two count, and then rock bottom, rock bottom. Reigns goes for the Superman punch, but Zayn counters and lands an exploder, goes for the Huluva kick, but Reigns hits the Superman punch. Reigns teases going for the spear. Zane jumps out of the way, hits another exploder, tries it, and then ends up landing the Superman punch and hits Roman with a haluva kick, a two count. Reigns ducks out of the ring. And at this point, Zane hits a, a middle rope DDT. Reigns counters it, though, tries to go for a spear, misses the spear, goes through the barricade. Sami Zayn puts Reigns back into the ring, lands the blue thunder bomb, huge pop, two count. Reigns backs Zayn into the referee, and oh, man, the referee goes down. Oh, no, he got touched. Ah, it's the end of the world. He's dead. Haluva kick by Zayn, the ref's down. Sami Zayn gets a 14 count. Jimmy Uso shows up, attacks Sami Zayn. And then disappears. New official comes out. Reigns gets a pin on Sami Zayn, but Sami Zayn kicks out. They start exchanging the yay boo hits back and forth. Zayn ends up hitting Reigns in the corner and knocks him outside. He kicks Jimmy out of the ring as well, but then gets speared by Reigns and a two count. Reigns starts taunting Sami Zayn again saying he's nothing without me. Sami Zayn slaps Reigns. Reigns then tries to Superman punch Sammy, but ends up punching the ref. So the second ref is now dead. Sammy and Roman start exchanging Superman punches because apparently you can just do that now. Paul Heyman goes over, gets a chair for Roman Reigns. Then Jey Uso shows up in the ring. He's standing in the middle between Roman and Sammy. Reigns is going to hit Sammy with the chair, but gives it to Jay. Jay drops the chair and Reigns slaps Jay with the distraction. Sammy goes for the uh, Huluva kick, but Roman moves out of the way and Sammy gets uh, the Huluva kick there on Jay instead. So, 
Reigns grabs the chair and starts bashing it over the head and back of Sami Zayn. Now, uh, he picks up Sami, gets the spear. Roman Reigns, one, two, and three, because they found one of the officials suddenly back alive and back into the ring. So, officially, Roman Reigns getting the pin, one, two, three, on Sami Zayn after 32 minutes and 22, uh, 20 long seconds. So, at at this point, there was that back and forth, the question of is Jay going to side with Sammy or Roman? And then, of course, the Haluva kick, which then will push Jay back into the bloodline for sure, et cetera, et cetera. So Jimmy back up, starts attacking Sammy after the match, and then Canada's own KO comes on out, attacks Jimmy, stunners him, huge ovation. Owens comes into the ring, blasts Roman Reigns, stunners him, and then he grabs Jimmy and power bombs him through the commentator's table. Comes back into the ring. Heyman comes behind uh, Sam, or, uh, both Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens and starts hitting KO. KO turns around and looks at him and then stunners Paul Heyman. And it looked like a McMahon stunner. So at this point, Owens is in the center of the ring with a chair. One corner is Roman. The other corner opposite of him is Sami Zayn. And they're looking at each other back and forth because uh, KO is going to hit uh, Roman with the chair. He drops the chair, backs out of the way. Sami Zayn runs across, Haluva kicks, Roman reigns. And uh, then they spill out. And uh, they leave, basically, and leave Sammy to get his music played and get the huge pop of the crowd. So that, I would say, if you happen to agree, would be the drafting screwy finish of the night. Yeah, that pretty much sounds like a screwy finish of the night. So, um uh <clears throat> still looks like they're setting up uh like we've talked about before where ko and sammy will get together and take on the usos at mania for the tag titles because they do not yet have a, an announced match well i <laughs> i'm just a little disappointed kidder hearing about this match um I just think, I think that there's so much you could have done with this. Um, like I said you could you could have had Sammy go over via disqualification. People would have enjoyed that, you know. Yep. Yeah. That would have been big. Um, I think that you could have had once you had like the bloodline. It's like why didn't Kevin Owens come out then? Um. It also would have been a chance to maybe even insert Cody Rhodes 
you know so that you get you know kind of the bloodline three versus you know ko and sammy that'll be on raw in two weeks Right, but I'm just saying, like, because people are uh, people have been upset because Cody came back, he wins the Rumble, but but at the same time, like everybody's wanting Zayn to have his his moment and be the one to defeat Roman, you know? Yeah. Uh, and people aren't going to be happy about the fact that it's going to be Cody versus Roman, you know? So, yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see, but. Yeah. Uh, Kidder, uh, of course, the people watching on YouTube, they can see thanks to the handy scoreboard. Uh, but uh, Kidder, much like most of this pay-per-view, uh, no real winners tonight as uh, <laughs> you and I tie at two apiece. Um, kind of making a meh as uh, we, we wrap this show up. That was that was a very descriptive way to summarize this show. Not this show. I'm talking about Elimination Chamber. Because it really didn't need to be there. Uh, I mean, eh. And, and I, what do you do, right? Because you're on the road to WrestleMania. And you want to have a pay-per-view and some kind of big stake thing between the Rumble and WrestleMania. But it really begs the question of, is this type of event actually necessary? Because you already have five hours of TV per week that you can bring these storylines through, flesh them out, and not waste my saturday night on on this you know i i think that i i don't have a problem with a single live premium event between rumble and mania however it it should be something that sets up stuff for mania uh like even though the women's elimination chamber match was not great at least it set up who is challenging for the raw title. Yes. It moved the story along. There's a purpose to the match. You know, it does something. You know, I, I could see some of that. Truthfully, I've always said that, you know, like this, between this and Fastlane, these should be where you're maybe figuring out who's the next, you know, who's the number one contender for some of these titles. You know, you that would be a great way to to do it and do a couple of multi-man sort of matches or you know I, it, it can serve a purpose but the purpose shouldn't be wow we got to do reigns and and zane it should be hey let's let's kind of get the rest of the card settled you know yep there that that's what it should should build and build in a big way you know what what is the rest of the the mania card we should we should almost be coming out of this knowing here's the card for wrestlemania we know the feuds we know the matches maybe we don't know all the stipulations but we got an idea 
you know, and we're going to continue to build towards it. But yeah, right now, I, I don't know that you got a whole lot out of it. You know, I mean, I mean, really, we, we got the women's match. Great. That, that That's fine. But Lashley versus Lesnar? I don't know. I don't know what that does for Mania. It doesn't really solve anything. Uh, your Judgment Day versus Edge and Beth Phoenix? Well, that didn't really build anything or quash anything, if you ask me. So expect more of that. Uh, especially it's going to be hard because Rhea Ripley is in the the mania match against charlotte flair so i i don't know what this did or served uh what else do we have the men's elimination chamber match i mean it was just for the u.s title nah. Nah. and even then i don't feel like it something came out of it where you're like yeah it's gonna be austin theory versus this the most we got was, well, we're going to get Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, which is fine. That's adding to the Mania card, but, you know, it, it didn't do anything else. Like, nothing else, to me, really is spawning out of that. And then you have this, which was just to hopefully give everybody their Sammy fix so that we can get to what WWE wants, which is Reigns versus Rhodes. So, I mean, it's just... Meh. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, apparently, as a side note, you bring up the eh factor. The uh, venue, which was the Bell Center in Montreal, was not giving out uh, any bottles or anything, you know, in a container like that for beverages, soda, beer, etc. They were all in plastic cups. So... They could not, you know, whip bottles that far like happened uh, back in 1993 or 97. 97. <clears throat> so, thought that was interesting. Pay-per-view guy was there. So, there's that. Yeah. I mean, that just has to tell you something about, you know, the uh, quality of your pay-per-view if you're, you're worried about throwing bottles. And I think that might have been a venue choice because a lot of uh, venues have gone to that sort of mentality of just giving cups plastic instead of bottles, even if they're plastic. I don't know. I I'm pretty sure you can still whip a plastic cup with liquid in it <laughs> almost as far as a bottle, but <clears throat> whatever. It is what it is. So, next on the docket, April 1st and 2nd, WrestleMania 20 or 39. And both of those scheduled to start at 7 p.m. Central Time. So, I'm guessing they will end at 10.30 to 11 o'clock. Uh, yeah. <sighs> we we, we got to figure out how to do the live after. Or... <laughs> Live after show. Yeah, because sure. that way then we don't have to try to edit and get these out. You know, they're going to be that late. I would much rather that we're just putting this out live. People can see it and 
I mean, yes, it sounds like future Howard shirking some responsibilities, but it's a lot of pressure and stress trying to get these wrestling things out quickly. I got kids, man. I got kids. Yeah, our features will go down and the show will go down in quality, but the premium live events have gone down in quality, so damn it, we can do that too. <laughs> I just think about it, people could get their stuff sooner. You know, that that, that that's all. That's all. But, uh, Kinner, yeah. I think we have talked and spent enough time on Elimination Chamber. It's oh, time yeah. we wrap this thing up. And uh, since you've done most of the talking, as is the uh, wrestling review uh, tradition, uh, here goes Howard's attempt at trying to do the cheap plugs. So uh, let's start off with the, the basic. The one we always start off with, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can join us at our home in cyberspace, beerbluesbs.com. That's right. It is the home of the Triple B. It's where you can find the links to all the places you can watch or hear this show. But there's some other important stuff on there as well, like the merch store. That's right. Maybe you want to rock some sweet merch. We have that. It's at the merch store. Just go up, click the little link up at the top. Boom. Get yourself a pint glass, T-shirt, you know, a yoga mat. Yeah, we sell yoga mats. Actually, we don't sell yoga mats. We have yoga mats. Nobody buys yoga mats. So we don't you sell yoga mats. You can be the mats. first. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, what we have sold in the past, and we always appreciate it, uh, you can actually buy us a beer. It's our little simple way. If you just want to throw a couple bucks our way, you know, just say, hey, man, I appreciate the content. Here's a little donation, you know fun way so you're just not donating it's, it's fun you can buy us a beer uh get your name on the show get a little fun graphic that says hey this round's on you and uh hey if you have a message a thought a comment you want to be part of the show if you buy us a beer you get to put that in there and uh we'll read it on the show and uh discuss so you know something to keep in mind if you want to have a little bit of involvement if you want to be part of the show it's there it's easy all of that can be found at our website, beerbluesbs.com. All right, let's dive into the social media side of it, because we are on the social media. You can, of course, find us on Facebook. Uh, great place to go. You can find all sorts of uh, our content. But hey, every now and then we post extra little things on there. So it's worth checking out. Uh, before these shows, these wrestling reviews, Kidder always puts up our little prediction sheet. So, hey, you can play along. You can make your predictions. Put them up there. See how you do. Uh, can you do better than us? You had a good shot tonight. So make sure you're checking us out on Facebook. If you're into the Instagram, the gram, as I think the kids might say. I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm about as relevant as Stonehenge. Uh, but you can find us on Instagram. Uh, we are working on building that. Uh, Kidder's handling all of that because I don't do social media. And, of course, if you're watching this, you're finding us on YouTube. Just a simple search of Beer Blues at BS. Uh, you can see this show. We have other content like our made podcasts. Please check that out. Oh, oh I was trying to stifle that cough. Uh, but hey, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't want to see our happy smiling faces. Maybe you don't want to watch me glue models to my uh, 
fingers. Hey, maybe you just want to hear this because you got a long road trip coming up. You need something to listen to in the car. Wow. We are out there on all of the audio uh, podcast services that you, you know, pick one, throw, throw a dart at a board. If you hit one, we're on it. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartMedia. We're on Amazon podcast, Google podcasts, uh, Stitcher. Uh, you know, there's so many, I've, probably forgotten more that we're on than not but yeah just go out there uh just search beer blues and bs you can download the audio take it with you and uh enjoy on your uh on your long trips but hey maybe you've had enough of us yakking and you go i could use something else i could use something different i i need i need some tunes i need some jams hey if you got access to spotify check out the killer getter show it's got tons and I mean tons, of curated content by the man himself, the Mark Kidder. If you want to know, you know, what jams he's listening to, well, that's where you have to go. That's what you have to check out. The Killer Kidder Show on Spotify. And uh, gosh, yeah, with that, I think... 462 hours and 33 minutes of content. That's just way too much content. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, that hits all of our cheap plugs means i can start wrapping this up uh thank you for joining us thank you for making it this far in the video he's the man the myth the legend the marketer i'm howard blues uh reminding you keep your glass always at least half full yeah yeah and uh hey hey this just in some breaking news there's gonna be free beer tomorrow and uh you know you just might run into us on that old, dusty, locked up, fresh out of the pod, Tuscan Highway. Have a good night, everybody. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. I think that's what they said when they finished the the chamber tonight in the press conference afterward. Well, it was another show. <laughs> ah, I just that just sounded terrible. That just sounded terrible. It was certainly certainly something. I yeah, I just don't know why you go to such great lengths to put out a a pay per view and do all of that if that's the quality of what you're putting out you know mm-hmm
I just, I don't, I don't get it, you know. I, I at least, in that case, prefer AEW's special episodes, you know, mm -hmm. where they kind of say, hey, we, we have these things, you know, <clears throat> that we want to do. We're not putting it on a pay-per-view because we only do four of those a year. So we're putting it on the main show, but we're making this main show just a little bit more, a little bit special. You know, because you could have done an Elimination Chamber match on Raw. Yep. People would have tuned in for that. Probably get more people actually, to you know, attending that Raw. Yeah. So...